Welcome to the Cone Zone. I'm Grant Cone. It's my dad, Lowell Cone. And uh, the Niners just hired a defensive coordinator. The name of the show is the, the quarterback question no one asks. We're going to get there. But they just broke news. The Niners hired Steve Wilkes, who was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals this past year. He was the interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He's different than the other coordinators Kyle's hired. He's older. He's experienced. He's been around. Uh, he's really good. And he's going to fit right in with the Fortnite. It's a hell of a hire, Dad. Yes, it's a hell of a hire. I'm really pleased with it, Iggy. Um, he got screwed in Arizona, didn't he? Yeah, you see this a lot, especially with African-American coaches. They get hired as, he- as a head coach, but it's for a hopeless team that's like tanking. And they have no quarterback. And so he got hired as Arizona's coach. Their, their quarterback was Josh Rosen. He was a lemon. Uh, Wilkes got, I don't know, blamed for it. But then they wanted to get a new quarterback. So they got rid of Wilkes and brought in Cliff Kingsbury like he was any better. He's terrible, too. Two. He's terrible. So he got, he got, he got the shaft, Steve Wilkes. Yes, he did. I'm also pleased that the Niners made a minority hire. You know, Absolutely. I, I like— yeah, and you know, a defensive coordinator. Now they had three minority guys in a row: Salah, who was uh, um, an Arab guy, and yes. then D'Amico yes. and, and Wilkes, who were uh, black guys. Yes. I think, well, you know, now I'm not in favor of doing it just for diversity, right? But in each case, these are really gifted guys, and I'm I'm pleased that Kyle is not threatened by them and is open minded. Well, the NFL has been trying for like decades to encourage teams to to hire minority coaches, and there's a lot of different things they do. There's the the Rooney Rule, which doesn't work. You have to interview no. one. What they do now is if a minority coach or someone in your front office gets promoted to another team, you get a draft pick. So the Niners keep getting late third round draft picks. They got two when Salah got hired by the Jets. They got two when McDaniel got hired because he's um partial. He's half. Black, I think. Uh, now, Ryan's, they get another two. They got two when Ron Carthon left. They got two when Martin Mayhew left. So it's not like they're taking advantage of the system. They're just doing what the NFL wants to happen. Like they want, the Niners are like leading the way with this. It's good for them. Here's my question um, D'Amico Ryan's came in and pretty much did what Salah did. He didn't change the scheme. Yes. Is that going to be the case with Wilkes? Will it, will it be the same kind of thing? Will I would say be- so. Yeah. I, the idea is that the 49ers have a successful defense right now, and they don't want to change it up too much. They don't want to go from a 4-3 to a 3-4. They're going to keep the front the same, and they run a lot of zone coverage. The, Kyle Shanahan says they run zone coverage better than anyone else in the league. So Steve Wilkes has been running cover four and cover three for a very long time. He knows. I mean, he's been doing it longer than D'Amico. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be great at it. He's going to totally fit the Niners' style. Okay. All yeah. praise to the 49ers. This is an excellent hire. And I want to tell you, um, you know, I, I like the other guy. He used to, What's his name? He used to be their coordinator, went to Miami. Fangio. Um, Fangio. I like Fangio. I like Steve Wilkes, too. Yeah, I like Steve. Fangio's um, kind of salty and, and dour, and so is Kyle Shanahan. And I feel like Kyle Shanahan realizes that he, he needs – he needs a coach who's much more upbeat and positive than he is. And that was Sala. That's Ryan's. And I think that's Wilkes too. So Kyle actually has some self-awareness in that sense. The kind of, the kind of coaches that balance him out. Yeah. He is a bit of a sour pickle, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, so is Bill Belichick. So is Vic Fangio. I mean, it's, 
It's a yeah. style of coaching, but I guess you, you can't have a bunch of sour pickles in the right. same jar because then <laughs> it's called the sour pickle school. It's true. You can only have one sour pickle per jar. <laughs> D'Amico Ryans has his own phrase. He says you can't have uh, energy vampires. Shanahan's a bit of an energy vampire. Uh, Belichick is. Fangio is. So you need these upbeat guys who are jumping all over the field like Sala, D'Amico, like the, like the players too. Wilk's a little bit okay. older though, but he's, he's, he's similar. Okay. Uh, you know, I always like to start our broadcast with breaking news. It's important. It's important. And this is big news. The freaking defensive coordinator of the team. Well, let's put it like this. The last two defense coordinators on many occasions saved Kyle Shanahan's ass. So, uh, right? So, this is a a reason they both got. There's a reason they both became head coaches so quickly, right? Right. Yes. So, this is Uh, a big hire. Lamonte 757 says, just want to know which running back Kyle will draft in round three. (laughs) He will, right? He has an obsession. I don't yeah. know. I'll have to get back to you on that. Uh, Boatswain Boogie 3 says, Wilkes is a great hire. Now our DBs can be coached up to match the rest of the defense. Yeah. Interesting. He's a really, he's like a DB guru. He was a DB coach for a long time. Love it. All right. Let's get to our topic, the quarterback. Um, you, can, you can go ahead. Why don't you lead okay. this off? I've been looking at a lot of the coverage uh, lately since the Niners got eliminated. And it seems to me about the quarterbacks, the way the issue has been framed is who should be the starting quarterback next season, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? And there's been a lot of discussion, open discussion, interesting discussion about who should be the starting quarterback. But I don't really think that's the question. I think there's an underlying question that is more important than choosing between those two young quarterbacks. Right. I, th- I think the underlying and much more important question is, is either one good enough? Right. What do we know about them? Do the yeah. Niners really have a starting quarterback? And I- I'd like to say, I from what I saw of Brock Purdy, he's very good. Um, I don't know a thing about Trey Lance, really, because we haven't seen enough of him. But I'm going to give, for, for the moment, a worst-case scenario. <clears throat> I'm not saying this is going to happen but I'm going to give a worst-case scenario. I don't believe, as far as I know, that Purdy has had his surgery yet. He hasn't. Okay. He has not. So what's the holdup there? Um, What are they deciding? Are they deciding about some kind of surgery that would bring him back for OTAs or training camp? Or are they thinking about a surgery that might keep him out for a year? The point is, as of February 7th, we don't know where he stands. So to say he should be the starting quarterback is a leap of faith because right. we, we don't know where he stands. In addition, when he comes back, we don't know if he's going to be the Brock Purdy he was this season because mm. he will have had serious elbow surgery. And what I'm saying is I ain't no doc, but you have to see if it's had a long-lasting or permanent effect on his elbow and he doesn't throw quite as well or quite the same way. So these are dark clouds over yeah, you, him. You, you, you're telling me that in six to seven months, he's going to be throwing with the same amount of arm strength he had a couple weeks ago? I'm skeptical of that. Well, I certainly question it. So to say, well, it's either him or, or Lance, I'm not sure there is a him. 
We have to find out about that. Now we move over to Lance. I don't know a thing about him, Iggy. Um, he's not. He's hardly played. He hardly played in college. He's very young. He hardly played on the 49ers. And then, unfortunately, he got hurt right away. So let's say Purdy can't play at first. In his season-ending press conference, Kyle Shanahan said he's in a good position because he knows he has two quarterbacks who can start. Well, maybe he's a genius. He knows that he has two that can start. The one may not be able to throw. And the other guy, if he knows that much about him, I'd be surprised because I don't think he's used him well. I don't think he's brought him along well. And I don't think a lot of experts in that league actually have a book on Trey Lance. Okay? I'm going to say some other things. Um, Steve Young, who is so wonderful, um, he's he's just the best football analyst in America. Um, and he was talking on Tom Tolbert's show a few days ago. And I, I got it online. It was about 15 minutes, and I watched and listened. If there was more to it, I, I apologize before I misrepresent Steve. I'm, Steve, I'm doing the best I can. When he talked about Brock Purdy, he was, had very nice things to say because Steve's a nice guy. But he had one proviso. He said, look, there are essentially four elite quarterbacks in the league. And he said, you know, the guy in Buffalo, uh, Herbert in, in the Chargers, Mahomes, and the guy in um, Cincinnati, Burrow. He didn't talk about the Philadelphia guy as far as I could say, and he didn't mention Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's the four I mentioned. And he said, notice that the guys who get into the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl generally are super quarterbacks. And, he, and I think he implied Purdy is very good, and he has wonderful weapons around him. But is he a super quarterback? We don't know that. We might have found out in the Philly game if he didn't get hurt. We might have found out more about him. He's a very efficient quarterback, but he can sometimes at the end of a game, you need Pat Andy Reid needs Patrick Mahomes to save him. He sure did in a Super Bowl. Is is Purdy the kind of guy who can save the coach and save the team? Steve said it's possible, as far as I remember what he said, but it might be harder for him than others because of the way he plays. Then Steve talked about Trey Lance, and and he was asked, you know, how good is he? And he said, essentially, he doesn't know for the reasons I just gave. But he said he stood on the sideline for a long time, and he watched Jimmy, and he watched Brock Purdy, and he said a serious and a talented quarterback can imbibe from watching. And he says he hopes that when OTAs, training camp, all that, no, OTAs, he was very clear, that Trey Lance has to show that by imbibing and being serious, he's upped his game from last, last year. If he comes out and does the same stuff, he's probably not the guy. This is Steve Young. This isn't Lowell Cohn. So what I'm saying is the story of, of San Francisco 49ers quarterbacks never ends, Iggy. This is the most important position on the team, and it never ends. And it is all, it's a big goddamn question mark that hangs over that team going into every season.
Well, the way I look at it is actually, I think they might be worse off at quarterback this year than last year. I mean, like, bear with me here. Like, last year, they had Trey Lance. He was 20. He was just turned 22. He had two healthy ankles. And, you know, it had only been two years that he'd been off, that he hadn't been playing. And he was, he had the whole offseason to get prepared and play. Now, he didn't play last year. And he's coming off a broken ankle. So, are they still going to run him uh, between the tackles? Is he still going to be a dual threat? Or is he going to be running the Brock Purdy offense? What is the offense they're going to... And how fast is he? He already... They already felt like, well, can he really get to the edge? Can he turn the corner? Do we have to run him between the tackles? Is he going to be even slower than he was before then? What is he athletically? Because he was supposed to be a dual threat athlete. And then with Purdy, I mean, this is a guy who already didn't have a strong arm. And now you're trying to rush him back so he could possibly play this year. Is he going to be able to throw the ball outside the numbers or deep at all? Or is he going to have a weaker arm than last year? So... And they're still rookies, essentially. He's had eight starts. Trey's had four. They're both rookies who are coming off serious injuries that affect like their biggest weakness or their biggest uh, sticking point. So what do the Niners do at quarterback? Like Jimmy's not coming back. He's not coming that was, back. That was made now. That was made very clear. I want to talk a minute about Joe Montana in a very nice way. Um, Silver on some broadcasts asked Joe Montana you know, who should be the quarterback. And Joe said, Jimmy, right? He did. Okay. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. Maybe he missed the news conference, but not only did Kyle say that Jimmy isn't coming back, he dismissed him, Iggy. Yeah. No. He dismissed him in about five words. Right. And what what I want to say is there were probably more graceful ways to do it, um, kinder ways to do it. But okay, but Joe missed that. And for Joe to say that Jimmy should be the starting quarterback is sort of trailing the news. The news is that either one of these two, um, the rookies, as you say, is going to be the starting quarterback. And Iggy, for a team that has its windows still open, but believe me, it's about to be shut. It's not going to be open forever. They have, in each case, an unproven quarterback. Yeah, and I think what's so interesting is last year, again, Lance wasn't coming off an injury. Brock right. wasn't coming off an injury. They both looked good in training camp, and Kyle got nervous and brought back Jimmy Garoppolo last year. Now, cut to this year. Trey's coming off an injury. Brock's coming off an injury. They have huge question marks at the quarterback position, and they don't want Jimmy, really. Is it that Jimmy doesn't want you anymore? I think Jimmy thinks he's going to get a starting job somewhere else and doesn't need to be here waiting around for Brock or Trey to take his job. I think Jimmy's probably going to go to the Raiders with Josh McDaniels and start there and feel, and, and give the Niners the finger on the way out. And in which case, the Niners can tell themselves, oh, we don't need him anymore. And they probably don't, but your, your guys are both coming off injuries. You have no idea what either one is going to look like coming off the, their respective injury. You're in a, they're rolling the dice here, Dad. And they probably have to sign another quarterback too. How many rookies can you have on one team at quarterback? I have a question that you uh, raised an issue a couple of minutes ago about Trey Lance. And I'd like to go into it a little more. You said what offense will he run if he's the quarterback? Will he run his own offense or or the Brock Purdy offense? Could you go into that a little more and explain what the different offenses are? Well, last year when Trey Lance was supposed to be the unquestioned starter, is my audio okay? I'm trying to move it out of the screen. Can you hear me fine? I hear you. Can you hear me? All right, so last year when they wanted to make Trey Lance the unquestioned starter, there was no quarterback competition. He was the starter. All offseason, they were installing 
new parts of the offense, zone reads, stuff that looks like what Philly does. They didn't, we weren't becoming Philly, but they were adding a lot of that stuff to sort of use Trey the way Philly uses Jalen Hurts. And that's unique to him. Once he got hurt, you didn't see those plays anymore. And they went back to the old offense. Is, can you, are they going to feel confident running him the way they did before the injury? And if not, is he going to be an effective quarterback? Because that's how they felt he needed to play. He's only Remember, he only threw 300-something passes in college. He's not exactly a polished, experienced passer. For guys like him, a lot of times you got to run around a lot while you figure out how to throw in the NFL. Can he still run around? Will they trust him? Will they let him? Because if right. honestly, if you run between the tackles again and he gets hurt again, how dumb do you look? How stupid do you look? Right. Yeah. Right. And if he runs the Brock Purdy offense, he might not be as good as Brock at that offense. Brock's very good at it. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Don't maybe know. maybe that's yeah. better for him. Who knows? But yeah. there's so many unknowns with these quarterbacks. Neither one. They're both essentially rookies. Now the Jimmy Garoppolo safety net is gone. And that's that always was was Kyle's safety net. Even if something doesn't work out with the with the young guys, you have Jimmy and you can sort of keep the season respectable and win even if you're not going to win the Super Bowl. This, what if Trey, the worst case scenario happens with Trey, he's just not good. And Brock, what if he's uh, not ready or not the same? This team could be could miss the playoffs despite how excellent it is everywhere because the quarterback position is back to square one. Square one. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I don't advocate them bringing Jimmy back. I think they need to cut ties That with ship Jimmy. is sailed. Sailed. He's gone. But there has to be someone who is not Josh Johnson. No. Uh, they, they need to be very serious about a third quarterback because in this system, the third quarterback could be the first quarterback by week three. I got some names. They're not very exciting. Taylor Heineke. Okay. He started. Gardner Minch. I think if they could get Taylor Heineke, that'd be all right. He's 27. He can run around a little bit. But he, I don't know. He maybe he gets a starting job somewhere. I don't know. Okay, maybe you draft another that, guy. But you, do you want th- three twenty-four year old, twenty-three year olds in your in your quarterback room? I don't know. That's scary. I think so. That's scary. Absolutely, especially on a team that's supposed to be win now, right? Well, they're supposed to be win now for the last several years, and some of these guys are getting older. It's just amazing that this team has accomplished so much, or gotten so close, and been together so long with the same regime entering year seven. And they're at quarterback like, well, we got this one guy who has four yeah. starts coming off an injury and this one guy with eight starts coming off an injury. We feel pretty good about it. Like, Meanwhile, you got D'Amico, who's leaving this team, going to Houston, which is a dumpster fire. Right? Well, not a dumpster fire, but they're a clean slate. Clean slate. Kind of like what Kyle walked into here. He's going to probably draft that quarterback from Alabama and not get cute like Kyle did, not draft the quarterback year one. If he gets that right, all of a sudden it feels like He's in a better spot than the Niners, even though the Niners have this amazing team because it's all about the quarterback. It's all it's about the quarterback. It's all yeah. about the quarterback. Yeah. It's all about the quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. so what what I what I find puzzling mm-hmm. as an outsider looking on and maybe even a little discouraging is how many question marks are over the quarterback position as they move forward and how Kyle seems not to know it. How he, we, yeah. we have two guys we have confidence in. You know the cliche, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. You have none. And you know what? Frankly, two wasn't enough this year. Three wasn't enough this year. And we, I, I saw a stat. Like, if you go back and look through Kyle's um, resume as a coordinator and coach, the quarterback he starts the season with often isn't the quarterback he ends the season with. He often goes through at least two 
So, I mean, that's another thing. Whoever gets the uh, the honor of starting week one for the 49ers, chances he's got like a 75% chance he's not going to be the quarterback when week 18 rolls along. So, that's another well, here's, thing. Here's yeah. what I think. If, if everybody can play and they're not hurt, I think they'll start the season with Brock Purdy. Then he'll get hurt in week seven, week eight. And then Trey Lance will have his shot. Yeah. And then when he gets hurt, they have to have a third guy. Because because yeah. um for whatever reason, and I know a lot of the Twitter douchebags don't like <laughs> when we when we um wonder if Kyle has complicity in his quarterbacks getting hurt. So let's not argue that. Let's just say a lot of his quarterbacks seem to get hurt. Yeah, and they have for a long time and they probably will continue to. But he's going to keep waiting for luck to change. Luck will be on his side. It's funny. He, he acts like he's unlucky. Okay? Man, one of these years, luck is going to smile on him. Is he not the guy that just got the greatest rookie season ever from the last pick in the draft? I mean, that is luck. Yeah. Brock Purdy saves your season. The last pick in the draft saves yeah. your season and takes you to the NFC Championship game. Anything that – that's like Dayanu, right? Jews, if you're not Jewish out there, you don't know. But in uh, on Passover, when you always go through – Jews leaving Egypt. And there's this whole like refrain. If God had only done this for us, it would have been enough. If God no, had God, only yeah, Dayenu, right. it would have been Dianu. that's what Dayenu means. It would have been enough. You know, well, if if Brock Purdy had only gotten you to the divisional round, it would have been enough. But he got you yeah. to the championship round and then you said you got unlucky. Shame on you. Shame, Shame on you. Shame on yeah. you. Manny Fresh says we need Aaron Rodgers. Yikes. He already said he's not coming to the Niners. He was uh, playing golf, I think, in like, I don't know, somewhere, Tahoe or no, something. He said, I'm, no, I'm not no. going to San oh, Fran, he said. Over at the, uh, you know, the Pro-Am? AT&T. Pro-Am? Pro-Am, okay. yeah. Pro-Am. In minor, you know, in uh, Carmel. Nice. It, he's, and he said San Fran? He said freaking San Fran. He's from what? Chico? He, and he said that? And he went to school in Berkeley. And he said San Fran? We yeah. don't want him. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> freaking bum Lamonte, seven, Lamonte 757 says if Jimmy does okay on the next team what's that say about Kyle also does Debo work out with Trey in the offseason uh, I don't know if he will he didn't last year it's going to be interesting Jimmy I, I'm thinking he goes to the Raiders and reunites with Josh McDaniels they were they work together in New England it'll be really interest, interesting to see what Jimmy would look like in that offense will he stay healthy maybe he actually stays healthy in that offense yeah. I don't know or maybe not. Steve Poon says the starting quarterback needs to be evaluated on less weapons, not more. McCaffrey, Kittle, Mitchell, Debo all get hurt. Who can win with less? I guess we'll find out. I that's think a that's an interesting point, yeah. A, yeah, because you can't have these guys forever. That's a good question. Uh, AJ says, thanks for a great season, Grant. Now I got to distract myself from D Ford's dead cap and Armstead's unfortunate cap hit. Yeah, that's some inside football stuff. I know, but we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll give John Lynch the solutions. Me and you. Joshua Bourne says, Lowell, saying Steve Young is a great analyst, yet also said all the Shanahan haters need to stop. Thoughts, Grant? Why do Young Montana differ on quarterback quarterbacks? Steve Young lo- loves uh, Kyle Shanahan and, and Mike Shanahan, but he, he, he played for them as well. Hold on. Um, Steve Young still considers himself a 49er. When yeah. he talks about the 49ers, he says we. Yes, he does. Um, he ended his career as a 49er. Yeah. They let let Joe they kicked they Joe out the door. They kicked yeah. him out the door. Yeah. Um it was lacking in grace. And this is George Seifert who I like. 
uh, Joe is pissed. He'll never get over it. So I don't think he considers himself part of the 49ers. One time I spoke to him and he said, Lowell, I put them in my rearview mirror. That's what he told me. Yeah, I think he probably feels more warmth towards the Chiefs. No, he feels warmth toward Eddie DeBartolo and that and that regime. Still, though, Chiefs, they, if you get kicked ch- out someplace, the, the people that w- uh, op- welcome you with open arms, you often feel kind of nice toward, even if you don't identify yourself with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like the PD? I haven't talked to Joe about that. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, why, why, do they differ on, why do they differ on quarterbacks? Well, they have different opinions. Yeah, they have different opinions. Legendary Answers Niner says, I see Ryan Hensley tweet about a rumored report that Jimmy G could have played in the NFC Championship game. Maybe that's why Kyle was so dismissive in the press conference. I don't know about rumors. I, I, I have no idea. But Iggy, he was inactive for that game, right? Yeah, but it was strange. It, it seemed like when, when they signed Josh Johnson, everyone was like, well, hold on. Josh Johnson, like, yeah, he knows the system, but what if he actually has to play? And the Niners were like, well, there's a possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo, if we make it to the if we make it to the NFC Championship game, he might be able to play. And then all of a sudden, ah, it's funny, he can't play. Maybe at the last minute, Jimmy said, you know what? I really want to. God, I want to. I just can't. It hurts. It hurts, guys. And that's possible. I wouldn't play if I were him. Maybe he let yeah. him on, and the Niners were stupid enough to get let on. Sorry. Anyway, this is all speculative. I, I I don't want to get into it. Speculation. Janet Alexander says Shaq Thompson to SF with Steve Wilkes being hired as DC and Aziz potentially leaving to Houston. Smart, Janet. I like Shaq Thompson. He played for Steve Wilkes in Carolina. I like that. So did Christian McCaffrey. Michael McCann says when discussing Lance, time has made people forget this O-line didn't play hard in front of him or help him up after plays, then was pumped for Jimmy. We're going to talk about that in a minute. That we have not forgotten. We do not forget. Sean O'Leary says, given the track record for quarterback health and Kyle's system, I'm more interested in seeing them draft another quarterback for depth than sign trade for some vet. I think I probably got to do both. They need I, four I quarterbacks. Yeah. Maybe five. <laughs> Maybe five. G.I. Jones says, we need a center, right guard, right tackle, nose tackle. The fact we keep talking quarterback is insane to me. Uh, they need a quarterback too, G.I. Jones. Yeah, G.I. Jones, quarterback is very important. They need one. Manny Fresh says the locker room doesn't want Trey. He will never get a fair shot. Put him in pretty offense. He will look as good. All right, well, let's talk about it, Dad. This is a subtopic. No, we're going to go back-to-back Lance topics. First is what John Lynch said. I want to I, I read it. Yeah, I asked John Lynch, hey, you know, you've had some issues keeping your quarterbacks healthy over the years. Uh, are, is it something you're going to do to fix that, or is it out of your hands? And he looked at me like he never considered it, and he was like, he pretty much put it on the players. Go ahead, Dad. And then there's a key. Uh, it's a whole paragraph, but yeah, there's a key sentence. He's talking about Trey Lance, and he says he's obviously going to have to prove that he can stay healthy. In other words, he kicked them in the balls uh, right, right in the press conference, square in the balls. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it. Uh, I don't want to talk about John Lynch's etiquette, which I have trouble with in this case. I like John Lynch. But I want to talk about the perception or the assertion that he has trouble keeping himself healthy. So let's talk about that particular issue. He missed most of the season because he broke his leg running up the middle. I don't think that's being injury prone. I think he got his leg broken. Other people might have got their leg broken 
running up the middle on that play. Right. So to say- like he had like a weak, a weak bone, <laughs> oh, right. a, a bo- an ankle that was prone to getting broke. No, he got – no, he got his leg broken. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, so I don't consider that injury prone. But let's go through – Iggy, you know his injuries better than I do. And, and tell me what his other injuries with the 49ers were. Well, it started in preseason. He was playing late in the second quarter of a of like against the Raiders. I mean, this was like the last preseason game. He was in with a bunch of people that weren't going to make the team against people who weren't going to make the team. You know, clumsy, relatively clumsy players who are trying very hard to make the team. And he, he broke his broke the index finger in his throwing hand, uh, throwing and hitting it against the helmet. That's a serious injury and it affected him all season. That was that was for starters. Then, was that was that this season? That was last season. That was that last was before season. his that was before his rookie season started. And that was when he was competing for the rookie for the starting spot. They were considering having a two quarterback offense, and he was really outplaying Jimmy Garoppolo in camp. Then that happened, and it sort of uh, handed the starting job to Jimmy. Okay. Then Jimmy gets hurt early in the season. Trey Lance comes in, has his first start against. The Arizona Cardinals, they run him 16 times, which may have been a record for a quarterback in a game at the time, and he injures his knee during the game from uh, just straight-up overuse as, as a running back. Okay. And those are his injuries? Those are his injuries. Do you consider, when not counting the broken leg, do you consider the finger and the knee a, a guy being injury-prone? No. I mean, in, unless... He has shown that he just breaks bones all the time and is seriously calcium deficient. No, it's this seems like a quarterback who's being used as a battering ram and and, it, and needs to be protected a little bit better. Yeah, because when I think I agree with you when I think of players that get injured, I think of soft tissue injuries, yeah. muscle pulls, stuff like that, or self-inflicted injuries. And I want to say Kittle didn't yeah. he once miss time? He was warming up and hurt himself. Yeah. yeah. And he missed time. So yeah. if you accuse this kid of being injury prone, you've got to go down that lineup and you've got to talk about George Kittle. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Who's, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. Debo and that Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead missed half a season. I mean, Nick Bosa missed a full season. No one says anything about him. Yeah. So why would you single out this kid when these other people get injured and, in the case of Kittle, injure themselves? I don't like it. And I don't think it's accurate is what I'm saying. And I want to tell you something else. You know, because a lot of people on Twitter always favor whatever management says. If the management said the moon is made out of cheese, they would agree. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. I got so angry at the Twitter people. You were saying that Twitter people always go with the team narrative. So what was the team narrative that, that you were saying uh, they're going along with here with, with Trey Lance and, and John Lynch? Oh, yes, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Not only did he get injured. Thank you for saving me, Iggy. Got you. Not only did he get injured at the 49ers. Yeah. I have had several twe- tweets, and one from our friend Fred Inglis, who used to be at Channel 2, saying, check his college history. He had a lot of injuries there. Now, let us let me just talk for a minute. It's news to me. Let's say he got injured in college, which I'm not sure, but let's say. Why would they have drafted him and give up yeah. three first-round picks? If he was yeah. injury-prone, then it's on Kyle and John, not on him. 
Right. If he was injury prone in college, don't freaking draft him yeah. uh, the way they did. Iggy, was he injury prone in college? From what I understand, he played, he redshirted a year because they had an incumbent starter. He played as a redshirt freshman. He went undefeated and won the national title in Division Two. Came back the next year, played one game, and opted out of the rest of the season because of the COVID pandemic. That's That was his career. That's what yeah. I know about what happened to him in college. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but what I, I want to say is I think people support management so much, they reach. Yeah, they absolutely do reach. And yeah. I think um, part of the reason that Trey Lance has never really gotten a fair shot here is because management's been a little inconsistent with their messaging about Trey. So why don't we talk about that? I think it's interesting that I've never seen a player in professional sports who people are so eager to write off immediately. I mean, this is a guy who's played four games. And you got teammates, coaches, GMs, journalists, all pretty much saying things that are bordering, going from unfair to inaccurate to mean about a guy who still is just 22, younger than Brock Purdy. It seems like an actual phenomenon. What do you make of it? Let me first say, Iggy, I've never seen anything like this. Me neither. Uh, I've never it's seen unique. any. Yes, it's unique. Here is a young, gifted quarterback and apparently a nice guy who, yes. works, who works very hard. And, well, let's start with the teammates. I saw Trent Williams not offer his hand. To, McGlinchey. To, McGlinchey. It was McGlinchey. No, it was okay, Trent Williams. It was both of them. He walked, right. yeah. It was McGlinchey, yeah. but I saw yeah. Trent Williams walk right by him. That's true. When he That's was true. on the on the ground, yeah. and he walked right by him. Um, so a lot of this comes from the locker room. What the hell is that about? A teammate is a teammate, you know? Yes. You're supposed to support your teammates. Here, the way I looked at it was they really like Jimmy. They overvalue Jimmy. And this kid came in, and who the hell did he think he was? Right. And they took out their anger at management on mm-hmm. the poor kid. Yes. So I think a lot of this stems from the locker room, which the veterans have too much power, yes. and the head coach was too weak in shutting that down. Yeah, because he's a coordinator. It's Kyle. He's not Coach yeah. Shanahan. He's Kyle, the coordinator. Yeah, and he was he lets very these, he, weak. Yeah, and there's also another thing, like, he he perpetuates a big lie about this team. You know the big lie? The big lie. The big lie is the 49ers won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and they believe it. You know, they lost, but it came down to that one play on 3rd and 15. That's what changed everything in the fourth quarter, and Bosa was held. It was a bad call. The Chiefs got lucky. The Niners were the better team that year. Not, Kyle said it like three weeks ago. The Niners were the best team in the league in 2019. The big lie is that they won the Super Bowl. They were the best team. So if the, And he sold the fans, the organization, the locker room on that lie. If you believe it, then you believe Jimmy's good enough. The whole team was good enough. There's nothing you need to change. But then a year later, Kyle Shanahan goes and trades three years worth of first-round picks for a totally new quarterback who's all different. And that's the reality of the situation. You didn't win the Super Bowl. You're not good enough. And you got to be different. you got to do something different. you got to potentially take a step back with this project to, t- to get over the hump. And no one from the locker room to the fan base wants to, be- wants to hear that shit. That's, that's uh, painful. Uh, they like the lie. So they say that Trey's a lie and that Jimmy was the truth. Yeah. I got it. So in other words, you're saying, we, we talked about the locker room. You're saying the fans have the same perception and the same feelings. Yeah. 
team was good enough. The team's been good enough. They should have beat the Eagles last week. They got bad luck. They should have beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They had bad luck. Uh, how do you how do you hold bad luck against Jimmy? How is Trey going to tra- change the luck? In fact, that really upset a lot of people, I think. Got it. Well, I got to say, fans are fans, mm-hmm. and they're allowed to have any delusion they want to have. Players should be a little more honest with themselves, mm-hmm. should be a little uh, reflect and be honest with themselves. But if the coach isn't honest with himself, he's setting the model. So right. the players aren't either. And when they really shit on Trey Lance uh, when he was playing, the the, the um, veterans, Kyle should have nipped that in the bud. Yep, absolutely. Should have nipped it in the bud. And whether he's an offensive coordinator or not, I'm just talking about his character and his leadership. That um, led to a schism on the team, and it was ugly to see. Yep, it was ugly. And I'm telling you, uh, the, the, the ultimate leader for my uh, experience is Harbaugh. I'm fi- I'm thinking if Harbaugh inserted his quarterback and one of the f- so-called leaders on the team, Mike McGlinchey, whoever, walked right by him after a sack and wouldn't help him up, I'm thinking Harbaugh would make an example out of that guy and either bench him or kick him off the team. That's I Harbaugh. Agree. That's I how agree. he would do it. He wouldn't mess around. He would look. He would love that opportunity. Also, Bill Walsh. Yeah, Bill Walsh was everything for the team. Yeah. Uh, no individuals, no prima donnas. This is yeah. the quarterback I'm putting out there. You play with him. That's mm-hmm. what would have happened. Mm-hmm. And so this behavior by Kyle has really unintentionally, I, I, I don't say Kyle means it in a bad way, but his weakness has led to this kid being misperceived and been treated abominably. He's been treated abominably, Iggy. Also, and you know what? Go ahead. Well, hold on. I'm not by the team. Yeah, I would love to know him, and I would love to ask him off the record. How do you feel? What's your experience been like here? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about being here? How could he not be angry? Right, how he not be angry. How how could he want to stay here? How? I mean, he doesn't have a choice. But how, how could he? How could he not feel like he's trapped and in purgatory? Yeah, and yeah. Icky, if he doesn't, if he's not angry, he's not the quarterback we want him to be. That's right. He should be pissed. Steve Young would be. Oh, my God. Steve Young, Aaron Rodgers. Joe, Aaron Rodgers. They'd be so pissed. Brock Purdy would be pissed. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure he is. Uh, and I I just, it's very, very strange how the Niners have set him up for this. It's not just that, the things we've said, but it's also that since they drafted him, it was shocking. They traded all these picks to go up and move for him, and they've never really supported him verbally or in any way. They Everyone in the organization kind of acts like, well, that wasn't my decision. Who the hell wanted him here? It, everyone acts like they are like they washed their hands of that entire decision. But s- somehow, who's responsible for it? And who's going to say, I want him here? I believe in Trey, and we want him here. No one really says that uh, from their chest, you know? Kyle in OTAs, he needs to go in front of the team if if this kid's going to be the starter. Not in OTAs, no. After Purdy gets hurt, and, and <laughs> you know, in the regular season, he needs to go before the team and say, "I uh, I want a hundred percent loyalty to Trey Lance. He is our quarterback now, and there are no anybody who has a problem come to me. But if you come to me, I have a problem with you." Right. He needs to express that kind of confidence in Trey. Instead, he's sort of like begging Brock Purdy to come back as soon as possible. 
and hoping that he'll be 100% recovered in six months. Right, okay. and it's a very bad look for Trey. Everything, I got to tell you, Iggy, I think Trey, if I were him, I'd have to see a psychiatrist. Yeah. A- a- everything to him is no. 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 You suck, but I haven't played. Oh, we've seen enough from 80 throws. Okay. Can yeah, I leave? You know, no. And Can you're I injury leave? prone. And you're injury, and you're injury prone. Okay. And on top of that, you're injury prone. Yeah. Can you imagine being him? Whoa. Yeah. Well, well, man, if they ever let him go and he gets to prove himself somewhere else, what a story that would be. Yeah. Kev F says, Kyle also called Lance a dual threat quarterback like it was a bad thing. He said Purdy was a quarterback they felt comfortable with. So is he a single threat quarterback? <laughs> He's a quarterback Kyle doesn't have to coach. Leo R says, when Grant's not clickbaiting, I'm a fan, but always appreciation. You speak in your mind and that your QC cone zone is the best. Shalom. 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 Carol T says, Kyle doesn't think he needs an elite quarterback. Uh, that Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. Demonstrable. Hey, Carol. If Trey was in the draft, where would he be picked? I mean, that's a tough one. A guy who hasn't played in three years, probably around two or three, if that. Um, Bosa lands in a first for Herbert, who says no. Uh, the Chargers would not trade Herbert for another Bosa. They got a Bosa. Anoop says yeah, they Matt got a Ryan. Bosa. They got a Bosa. Matt Ryan, 2016 Super Bowl and Purdy sack fumble, the same play. Jed should hire. An, oh, is that right? Wow. Uh, Jed should hire an OC who specializes in pass protection and game planning. Keep Kyle accountable. That would be very interesting, but they won't. Manny Fresh says so tired of hearing we are a win now team. Yeah, okay, win I'll now never for say a while. it again. The coach says, I've never agreed with you more than right now, Grant. They've been perpetuating this narrative uh, for three years. BA recent interview is emblematic of that sentiment. They don't even respect losses anymore. Casey, Philly, beat us. Own it. I'm with, I'm with the coach on that. You gotta own it. You, 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 don't lose, you don't get to lose by 24 and then go and say, we should have won. Right. And they said in that press conference, we, we couldn't compete. You know, our guy got hurt. We couldn't compete. Okay. Own it. It's nice. Own it. Own it. Own it. Uh, it's play. like, hold on. And when yeah. they say we couldn't compete, it's like the loss doesn't count. Yeah. We need a do-over, but we're never going to get a do-over. So we're not we going to acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, we're going to say that we're going to say that we were, Ayuk in that interview said he, we were the best team in the league hands down this year. Best team in the league hands down. You lost to both teams in the Super Bowl by a combined 47 points. Hands Whoa. down. Plain old Alex says, uh, grab minor faithful since eight. <laughs> N-O-O-G-E is bringing up the facts on BP. Weakest schedule to go watch. Purdue had eight bizarre, uh, opted out, no love for black quarterback. Sorry, man. I couldn't read that so well. Sorry, plain old Alex. I tried. Delay on BP surgery decision makes me think TJ. Yeah. What's he waiting for if, if he's not going to get TJ? What's up? Tommy John. I'm wondering. I'm, What's he waiting I, for? I want to say I'm completely confused. And yeah. what I want to say is there must be some disagreement somewhere. That's what I'm saying. For, for them to yeah. go this long, it's been almost a week and a half. Yeah, I don't What get are it. they talking about? Yeah. And wouldn't you I would want get to get, get, a, f- I would get, get it fixed? I would want to get it fixed. Arm? I, I, would, I would want to get it fixed. The coaches, I agree with you, Mr. Cohn. I'd be very interested in Trey's mindset and psyche moving forward after the year he just had. Hopefully it's not a blind spot. If you were a coach on another team, I'd be looking at Trey saying, man, that's an opportunity. I want him on my team. You could probably get him for not that much. All you need to do is put your arm around him and say, I believe in you. That's exactly what Mike McDaniel did for Tua, and it worked until Tua got hurt. 
it might work for Trey too. If someone just says, I believe in you. And I don't like Kyle. I also don't like Kyle Shanahan. They could bond over their dislike of Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Moonman says, what would Papa Cone ask Kyle if he had a chance to interview him? What does Kyle need to do to get over the bad luck with quarterbacks and situational football? What would I ask him? Well, I would certainly go over that uh, play again when Purdy got hurt. Yeah. I would sure go over that again, and I would say specifically, why did you have that guy blocking? Yeah. Why did you have that guy blocking Reddick? Well, it's a very, you know, it's a a play. No. Uh No, you didn't have Mack the week before. Yeah. You didn't have Mack the week before. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to talk about Kyle in a minute. We, we, are. we got a whole, thing, a whole thing on Kyle. Don't worry. Yeah, coming up next. Stay tuned. Steve Poon says every year Young was quarterback, they had a chance to win the Super Bowl. The defense changed every year with less genius offensive system. An elite quarterback is priceless. That's right. And that's what Steve said with Tolbert the other day. An elite quarterback is priceless. And he said, look at the two quarterbacks in, in the Super Bowl. It's true. Uh, Lamonte757 says, I think Kyle takes three more uh, first for another quarterback. LOL. Well, Jed will let him. Jed will give him an endless supply of resources to do whatever he wants. Kyle's like the kid with the rich dad. I mean, he is the kid with the rich. Hey, dad, that BMW got me. It's broken. Can I get another one? (laughs) Sure, absolutely, son. You're the greatest. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of Kyle Shanahan. So John Lynch really surprised us with what he said at his press conference about Trey Lance. But then Kyle Shanahan ended it with a huge crescendo. I mean, they were really, the tone they were striking was defensive. But then Kyle Shanahan went double, triple defensive, right. double secret pro- defensive at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the press conference. Basically, he was Could pressed. I, no, I'd like, go I'd ahead. Like to go read ahead. It. Go ahead. I'd like yeah. to read it. Read um, it. It was Jason Cole who asked Jason the question, Cole. Iggy. Jason, God love you. You're a real journalist. Here's the question. With all due respect to John's answer about quarterbacks, when you go through a season and you have four quarterbacks hurt, does it cause you as a coach any hesitation? They're all different, but does it give you, as the person who draws out the plays, any hesitation on how you're protecting them, how they're handled, what you do with them? Now, it's fair a very po- fair and polite. polite. And, the, and the, the correct answer is, of course. Of course it does. Absolutely. You know what? Of course I, it does. I take responsibility. Good, Here's Jason, the- Jason, good question. Of course it does. I think about that every time I draw up a play and I strive to get better in that. End of story. That's it. Here's what he said, okay? As opposed to what Iggy just said. Yeah, I think when you ask that question that way, I understand. But I think if you looked at the injuries, common sense... Like, you moron. You freaking moron. You freaking moron. Common sense would answer that question. How have they gotten hurt? I'm sorry Josh Johnson got a concussion when he hit the ground. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's the fourth one you're talking about. I'm sorry our quarterback got his elbow bent backward on a normal drop back pass. He's sorry, Iggy. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm sorry... On a drop back pass, someone rolled up on Jimmy's ankle. And then we have a dual threat quarterback who got hurt running the ball. To throw all those four in that category, and then here's the capper offer. No quarterbacks got hurt when we had to hand it off the whole second half. So we can look into that. So that's what you call pure snot. Yeah. Snotty. In other words, 
you know, if you're so smart, maybe we'll just hand off the ball all the time and never pass it anymore, and then uh, the quarterbacks won't get hurt. But no, all your running backs will get hurt. What Kyle Shanahan essentially said was, fuck you, Jason. I'm Kyle <laughs> Shanahan, bitch. I'm Kyle yeah. Shanahan, bitch. Fuck you, Jason. That was his, that was his answer. Uh, and that was essentially his answer to every question at that press conference. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm Kyle Shanahan, bitch. And he just said it in different ways. And then at the end, he got real explicit with it. But yeah, that's what he said. But what I want to say is, I would say his answer about, we'll run it all the time, is what you call defensive. Yeah. Very I would defensive. Say so. Yeah. And when people are defensive, they do it because they know their position is weak. True. That's you true. don't get defensive if That's you true. feel you have the high ground. That's true. So it shows he knows his position is weak. That's correct. Now I want to talk about West Point. Okay. I, I uh, was out at one of my favorite restaurants last Friday night. And I, I, when I go there, I always sit at the bar and eat at the bar. It's, it's a great wine restaurant. And there's a guy who I know because he's there often as well. His name is Matt. He's 40 years old. He's, he has his own company. And we chat, and he's a graduate of West Point. Um, he, I don't know what his rank was, but he was an officer, and he served in Iraq. Okay? So this guy is, when you say so-and-so is a warrior, this guy's a warrior. Yeah. Uh, he, not at, like a football player. This guy's a warrior. Yeah. And he, I, he said, I want to tell you, Lowell, every day what the message is at West Point. As an officer, you're responsible. Mm-hmm. You're responsible. He end said, of end of story. So I said, do you know what happened to the 49ers quarterback? He said, to tell you the truth, I don't follow sports very much. I said, may I tell you what happened? The, um, the, uh, I think the, the coach called the wrong blocking scheme or a bad blocking scheme, and the quarterback got hurt and couldn't finish the game. Is the coach responsible? So he said, I have to ask a question first. How many layers were there between the coach and the quarterback? When the coach gave the order, was it directly to the quarterback or were there layers of coaches between them? I said, no, there were no layers. It's from the coach to the quarterback. And the West Point graduate said, according to our ethos at West Point, the coach is 100% responsible. And the officers at West Point would have held him to it because he there was no layers between him and the quarterback. I found that very interesting. And what this young man, Matt, was telling me was I would take the responsibility and I'd be proud to. Right. I wouldn't be snotty. I wouldn't right. be defensive. My ethos is to stand up, to be a stand-up guy. I did it. Let's. How can I do it better next time? Kyle would have flunked out of West Point. Yeah, a true leader in in battle on, on the football field wants that responsibility, embraces yes. it. And it's like, I was I have a show with the coach, and he was saying how Kyle really plays between OC and head coach. Sometimes you ask him a question, and he, he's the offensive coordinator for a minute. Sometimes he's the head coach. The offensive coordinator, you, like, this is how we talk about writing. The creative guy is 11 years old, and the editor is who you are. The offensive coordinator is 11 years old. He's the one who's right. creating stuff. He doesn't have to be responsible. He has to be creative and get touchdowns. The head coach is the guy who comes in and says, no, we're not putting, we're not putting Tyler Croft on Hassan Reddick today. Right. Good idea. We're not freaking doing that today because it's insane. But you're 11. So it's okay. I understand. It looked great on paper. We're not freaking doing that today. And that, that's the, the interplay there. And Kyle 
is basically Levin in, in terms of his uh, leadership style. And there's no oversight here. And so when something happens, there's no one to say, yeah, you know, um, I should have cut that one. Sorry, the uh, the editor should have came in and, and done something here. No, there is none. And what, and what Iggy is saying is Kyle is supposed to be both. He's supposed, supposed to, be to be the 11-year-old writer and the whatever age he is editor, or he's supposed to be the 11-year-old coordinator and then be whatever his age is the coach. But, the, but he lets the 11-year-old run wild, and the right. coach doesn't say, sit in the corner. Right, and what's I'm, funny I'm, is when you press him, he becomes the 11-year-old coordinator. And that way he entered this, it was like how a, a kid would, would talk to a, a spoiled kid who's not afraid of his parents, would talk to his parents when, they, when he's in trouble. Well, is it my fault that I broke the bike? Well, I mean, the bike you got me sucked and the guy swerved. That is, oh, is it my fault? It's like, it's like, first of all, don't talk to me like that. I'm your, st- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's kind of Kyle. You, he, he almost like becomes a little whiny, like a, like, like a teenager in these moments. Not well, sure like a, did. a leader he of men. sure did here. And yeah. Iggy? Whiny. I, I don't respect it. No. And you now, go, go back and watch John Lynch's face when Kyle's doing it. Lynch is like, like, oof. He, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap. This re- is bad. We're, get, he, we're going off the rails. We're going off the rails. Yeah. He, he winces. I didn't look at his face. He winces. He winces. He winces. Because he's a grown-up. Yeah. Like, dude, uh, stop. Let's Let's stop. We were doing a really good job of sort of saying what we wanted to say in a polite, respectful, professional way, and now this is, you know, like you're you're having you're losing it, buddy. You're losing it. Yeah, you're, you're in the out. sandbox. He's now in the yeah. sandbox. Yeah, let's stop. So bad look. Now look, hold on. A lot of you are going to say Lowell and Iggy are Kyle haters. I don't hate Kyle. I've never met Kyle. I have no feelings about him one way or another. I think in certain ways he's a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. I have no idea if he ever will be a great coach. But I certainly have lots of questions about his play calling and about his behavior. I do. And I do that as an outsider who's 77 years old looking at this young man in his moment, in his crisis moment in the press conference, blew it just as he's done it in the crisis moment of several games. Yeah, and the way he blew it in this last game, to me, is amazing because I'm looking at Philly, and the way to beat Philly is you got to run the ball. They have a, the best pass rush, 70 sacks in a season, and really good corners. you got to run the ball and make it a slow, grinding game, a physical game, and the Niners had the personnel to do it. It's their identity. But Kyle decided he wanted to prove a point he wanted to take shots down the field. He wanted to expose something. So he lost. Me, now we're looking at like, okay, Kansas City. Like, well, if they're going to win, and we're going to talk about the matchup in a bit, well, they're going to have to run the ball. Well, they're not built to run the ball. Like the, the Niners were built to beat the Eagles, but Kyle had his own idea of what they needed to do to win the game, and he got him beat. Got him beat. And yeah. it was funny. The week before, he did the same stupid stuff against Dallas. He tried to come out throwing. Didn't work. And Juszczyk and, and a bunch of vets had to go up to a mid-game and be like, hey, McFly, can we run the ball, please? And they did, and they won. Now, they lost against the Eagles before Juszczyk could uh, get Kyle Shanahan's uh, head straight. But that happened in two, in two straight yeah. playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Culp says, Purdy surgery is waiting on the swelling to go down. That's the story. Okay. Thank you. That's their story, and they're sticking to it. Waiting for swelling to go down before surgery, says Druber89. Well, put some ice on that sucker. Cool Calm Collective says, would you two consider collaborating on a documentary about the cones? I'm a filmmaker and think the story of Lowell's journalism legacy and Grant following in his footsteps needs to be told. 
Oi. Right here, get an email. Sure. I, I, I'm in. Grant Cohn at Gmail. Noe GQ Pena says, have y'all seen the leaked Super Bowl script? It's, it's a running joke online that the entire NFL game is script, scripted because Arian Foster said it was. Manny Fresh says, never wanted us to hire Kyle. He's a loser with the famous name. Name one big game he won. He's 0-3. Super Bowl NFC Championships. And what's funny is the one NFC Championship he won with the Niners, he essentially handed off every time. And that's what he yeah. was scoffing at, right? Yeah. That's what he did. Handed off every freaking time. Voice ad agency says, not more on you rat bast. How dare you ask that question? I don't get it. Sorry, that was from 10 minutes ago. Is Shanahan the Dan Tony of the NFL, smart, innovative, regarded as an offensive genius, so has a big ego, loves their system, unreliable in big moments? I can't speak to Dan Tony. That's NBA, right? That was also kind of Don Nelson, right? He never won. Yeah. Well, Don Nelson, you know what he told me? He what? said he could have won, but he never had the, the big man in the center. Right. And, hey, and, say, say, Kyle could have won, but he never had the quarterback, huh? <laughs> right. That's what Don right? told me. Don yeah. Nelson. I, I like that. Uh, has great season, but can't beat the great teams. Well, that's a problem. I would watch documentary. Love the show, says Manny Fresh. Hey, you know what? I'm intrigued. All right, let's talk about the Super Bowl because this is a very intriguing game. The Niners played both of these teams, got wiped out by both of them. They had they had excuses. They had unfortunate circumstances. Now they play each other. Who do you think is going to win? How do you see this matchup playing out? Okay, I need to give a little context first. I am really interested in the 49ers because of all the years I covered them, and they're always the best story in the Bay Area in sports. Yes. And because Ziggy covers them, and I, I, I am current, and, and I know a lot about them. I don't know a lot about these two teams, Iggy. And although it's the Super Bowl, I've kind of lost a little interest because the 49ers' story, which was what a wonderful story with Brock Purdy, uh, is over. But... I do have a feeling about the game, but I can also be really painfully stupid. So I think Kansas City, I got the feeling. I feel that Kansas City wins if Mahomes is Mahomes. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how good he is. Uh, The poor guy got a, a high ankle sprain, and Iggy, it's more three weeks ago, and I think they take a little more than three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm in a quandary. Uh, I like Philadelphia. I think their defense is great. I, I think Hurts is a very interesting quarterback, but nowhere in the class with Mahomes. So, Iggy, I'm going to take a leap of faith, and I'm going to say Mahomes can play and that Kansas City wins a very close game. I'm picking Philly. I, I'm so angry at you. You're a <laughs> I'm hater. picking Philly. I think uh, Mahomes, I, I think they ha- Philly has the more healthy quarterback. He'll be able to run a little bit better. I mean, Mahomes has the greatest arm ever. But um, I think Philly's just a better team. They have a much better defense than Kansas City. I think Philly's going to have opportunities to attack that Philly, that Kansas City defense in a lot of different ways. And then on offense, yes, Mahomes is great. Reed is great. They lost Tyreek Hill, and it's they've done a good job without him this year. But I think in this game against this great defense, you're going to see the impact of not having him. They also don't have Mecole Hardman, who's sort of their Tyreek Hill replacement. He's on IR. And so they, I don't know if they're going to have the ability to really threaten the, the Eagles down the field with big plays. They just have Kelsey. So that means they're going to have to run the ball, which I just don't think Andy Reid's committed to doing it. 
I just don't. I think it's part of the reason why he's a genius who hasn't won that many, who's only won one Super Bowl, is he's not into running the ball. He's kind of like Kyle, where he gets dazzled by his own schemes and stuff, and he gets caught. He gets given two weeks, and he'll have a million, a million beautiful throws, but he'll get lose track of what it takes to win a game. And uh, Philly's going to run the ball. We see what they do. They don't do too much on offense. They run the ball. Uh, they don't beat themselves. If Kansas City drops back with this gimpy quarterback 50 times, they're going to turn the ball over. He's going to get hit. So I'm picking Philly. A, a close okay. game, 31-28. Um, Iggy, I am so unsure of my pick of Kansas City. Ordinarily, I'd offer to bet you a bottle of wine. <laughs> No wine, no wine for you. Though those stakes are too high, I think those it's an interesting matchup because on the one hand you got the best quarterback in the league who's making a ton of money. He's making like seventeen percent of the salary cap, which I think is too much to spend on any player. Then you got the Eagles who are doing it the opposite way. They spend on the rest of their team and they try to get a good enough quarterback. Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. He's lost one game this year, and I like their style of uh, team building better. And I think, and I'm maybe I'm rooting for them to win because I think it's a it's a bad sign if you can spend 17 percent of your cap on one player and still win. Although I'm sure to, I think there's only one guy in the world who could do that. So I think it's interesting if a team can find another way. Because what, what did Steve say? You have to have one of these great quarterbacks to win. How many teams have them? There's four of them. That's and, right. So if you don't have one of those four quarterbacks, there's nothing you can do. I, Philly gives you hope. Philly gives you hope that there's something else you can do. You know, there's another Iggy, way. Is Hurts. The, the paradigm for what they wanted Trey Lance to be. Hell yeah, absolutely. A guy who is um, equally adept running and passing. Equally adept running and passing, I would say. Not a guy that you have to run like Lamar Jackson, but a guy who can beat you that way, but can also beat you from the pocket. That's what Hurts is in year three, and it's what maybe Lance could be if they ever gave him some opportunities. Keep him healthy. If he could keep himself healthy, Dad, sorry. Sorry, John. <laughs> right. If he could keep himself healthy, and if it wasn't such a wimp. Yeah, honestly. Jeez, man. And he, he, just, he just smiles and takes it all. He's like, he's like Gimple the Fool. One day he's just going to take his stuff and leave. If you haven't yeah. read it, he's like Gimple the Fool. Everyone's taking advantage of him and, and uh, writing him off. Read it. Read it. I just gave everyone a uh, homework assignment. Gimple the Fool. Read it. Anyway. Isaac Bashevis Singer wrote it. Yeah. It's a short, short, it's it's a a short, short story. story. It's a short it's good. story. And we'll talk about it next week on what you guys thought it's about because it's deep. <laughs> yeah, it would be a book club. Yeah, the two teams with the best trenches are in the bowl. Yeah, and I think I, the Eagles are better. Better. In the trenches. Of course, the other team got the Mahomes factor, which is a factor. Big factor. <laughs> Henry Como says the RB TDP and wide receiver Danny Gray was drafted for Trey Lance. I believe it will be different explosion in 23. Then in 24, we have to trade one of the two quarterbacks because the NFL sees they are both good. Yeah, best case scenario. Absolutely. I do think Danny Gray was is specifically here for Lance. No one else can really hit him down the field. Lamonte757 says, honestly, what quarterback would be okay behind our O-line with Kyle calling plays? Jimmy is gone. Great. Can we get rid of McGlinchey too, please? Yeah, Kyle. Burden of proof's on you that you can keep a quarterback upright. Manny Fresh says Mahomes will win. Could have drafted him, but Kyle wanted Cousins. Please fire him already and we'll never win a Super Bowl with him as a coach. Manny Fresh is over it. So is my dad. The coach says something that would start sticking, something that would start sticking would be the preference if questions, hey Kyle, from a head coach perspective. Oh, I like that. Hey Kyle, from an offensive coordinator's perspective, I don't know, it's worth a shot. He's got to show respect. I love it. 
I love I like it. that. I like that. That's interesting. From a head coach's perspective. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because he can always weasel out and go the other direction. Okay. That's all of our topics. We did it. We did it. In just about an hour. We did. That was a good show. I thought we did a good job. I give you an A+. Oh, I give No you unfortunate circumstances came between us and a good show today. I want to tell you something. I have a sprained ankle. I went to bed last night without a sprained ankle. And woke up this morning. My right ankle is sprained. But I want to say, I still played with the pain. That's good. Yeah. You taped it up. You played through I it. Kind of no, like, didn't you're the Patrick up. Mahomes of this show. <laughs> How did it hurt? So what, you're telling me it hurts? It hurts? It hurts. I'm, I'm limping. Oh, my and goodness. It must have happened while I was sleeping. I don't know. How'd you get downstairs? You could have fallen. I went down one step at a time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know what? I limped. I limped down the steps. I want you to do some ankle rolls, some ankle circles. Some not circles. today. I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to lie yeah, in Don't bed do nothing. Heat and then ice. Heat and then ice. <laughs> Elevation. A couple a of English majors. No idea what the hell to do. You're a guy. All right. right. All right, Dad. Uh, I love you. I love you, Iglet. And I'll call you in a minute. Okay. Take Thanks care. for watching, everyone. I will uh, see you guys later.